Hey, Fro. Hi. Why did the sun go to school? I uh, don't know. To get brighter. <laughs> this week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week, Nemesis Sun Theory, Survivor Series predictions, Daddy's Home 2, and Mindhunter, Episode 4. This is Another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies, woohoo, and woohoo, gentle, woohoo, man, woohoo, welcome to woohoo, episode, woohoo, 100, and woohoo, 10, woohoo, welcome to 110 episodes, uh, Tillabilly. Thank you, Fro. There was a lot of woohoos then. Do you think we had 110 woohoos? And welcome to 110 episodes, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. 110. Good. Yep. Goodbye. I was going to say goodbye now. I was. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. That was the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another digital system. That was our shortest Super show. Super speedy. Super speedy show. Yeah. How's your week been, Luke? Uh, good. Yeah, just hanging out. Uh, lots of news happened this week. Big giant news week this week. Uh, and then I guess we talked about the YouTube's. I-, I talked about the YouTube subscription stuff last week. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. What is YouTube doing here with this YouTube subscriptions? Uh, I don't last week on the show on Wednesday, so I could kind of time this out. We we saw that yeah. they had changed it to what seemed like whoever had the most uploaded videos was at the top. Yeah. Then to this week on Monday, it reverted back to something totally different, which is like it seems like maybe um, most relevant. Uh, but they're it's all over the place, and they're not letting you sort them yourself, which is really annoying. Mm. Yeah, it's... that happens when a company has absolutely power over itself. Or over its own products. Right, and I don't understand the reasoning behind it, though. Like, it's not like th- them messing with the subscription list is forcing you to watch videos you wouldn't watch otherwise. Like, videos no. they want you to watch. It do- it has nothing to do with that, so really don't understand why they did that. Very confusing. Uh, and then the big In the news week. today... Yeah. I guess- oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, come on. The big news today, Ellsworth got fired. Yeah. I, He's been I'm, released. I am a little sad for that. 
But no, no Norwegian really? uh, YouTube uh, news uh, that we don't have uh, in uh, our news is that a Norwegian YouTuber in 2014 was accused of molesting uh, Eurovision um, kids champion. What? There's a Eurovision yeah. kids. Yeah, there's oh. a Eurovision kids. Yeah. I didn't know that. But all the all the molesters are being um, brought out of the shadows now, aren't they? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's something it's that like. Tis the season. How many weeks has it been in the news? We don't cover it. I would say the reason we don't cover it is because a lot of it is alleged, and I don't want to like put somebody on yeah. blast and then have it come out that the the whole thing was a lie. Until it's, like, completely confirmed. Uh, We we don't talk about stuff like that because it's really easy to get in a a place where we have absolutely no proof for what's done. Right. Especially now, since it's so prevalent, it seems, in the past month or so, like you said. It's, like, all over the place. Everybody, (laughs) it seems like it's happening to. Everybody Uh, has molested anybody, yeah. I think everybody's just starting to be able to come out and say it. Yeah. say that it's happened because this a lot of it is historical and people are now i think since that um me too campaign online yeah it's empowered a lot of women to sort of say well actually not just me too i'm going to give some details into this and right. everybody's sort of being nailed but it's crazy the amount and it's crazy the people as well because there's people that you just you don't Kevin Spacey, like Kevin Spacey, right. one of my my oh. biggest. I think Louis C.K. was a like, little bit more. I was just about to say Louis C.K. really surprised oh, yeah. because I think, he's admitted it as well. Right, Kevin Spacey has always been a little like creepy of a guy. Yeah. So that I mean, I guess when you think about it, so is Louis Louis C.K. is kind of a creepy old dude, uh, in a way, but right. uh, less less. But you know, it's the power. Uh, power uh, uh, that you know, power corrupts absolutely, as they say, and uh, yeah, it's just something absolutely that power, happens. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the male female dynamic that gets brought into it, and like, there's all these different things that contribute to it. Um, in our society, it's just so odd and, as well. Yeah, well, really a lot odd. of it has to do with the the reason it's all coming out now is just because of the way we view things. Like a lot, like you said, yeah. a lot of these things happened in the past. Nobody came out. It has to do with people feeling like they can't come out because of different things. Can't talk about talk about these things because of different things, and now you can. And then uh, I think in certain scenarios, it's definitely not true of all of them. Uh, but there are th- things where it maybe it would have been more acceptable in like the '90s for somebody to do something. Uh, you know, not like blatantly sexual, but maybe like make advances on somebody. Whereas now it's not as acceptable. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, the, there was an article whole... in a Norwegian newspaper this week about uh, uh, in Norway we have something called night train, and you can take the night train from from Oslo to Bergen, for example. You can take the night train and like sleep over in in the train. Yeah. And today, today there was a big article in a, a Norway's biggest newspaper about um, uh, a woman being molested by one of the conductors of the train. 
Like it's just just coming a lot out in Norwegian. One of the biggest Norwegian newspaper uh, channels, sorry, news channels in in Norway called TV2 have also had uh, a case going on. Their leaders also being rough to women or sexual uh, conduct that has been going on that is not uh, at all nice or fair. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of British Parliament as well at the minute. Yeah, Yeah, that was Um, what I was going to mention, yeah. (laughs) People being sacked and things. But this is the thing that women have had to deal with. I mean, myself as a woman, like the idea of going on a night train... I it's a great idea traveling through the night you know you get your head down and get some sleep but like how would I do it on my own like no no way because you're too susceptible you're too it's the same reason that if I'm walking somewhere in the dark even if it's just in my you know local hometown I've got my keys in my hand and I used to carry a lighter and an aerosol just in case because you know that there's the chance that there is going to be somebody out there that wants to take advantage and now you know, I think it's brilliant that women are able to come out and say what's gone on, and people are actually starting to listen. And it's not just than, women. Is... That's the thing. No, 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 no I think no, a lot no, of people miss the fact women. Is, like for, with for the example, Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah, Kevin not Spacey women. thing. It was men. Yeah. Well, boys. Plus, boys. Yeah, he came out that he was gay this week as well. So. Well, I thought it was, was a fourteen-year-old girl, and yeah. his excuse was, "Well, I'm now living as a gay man." So no, that wasn't was his excuse. Then. That was the mainstream media's excuse. Instead oh, right. of because yeah. it's like a big actor, they were it, in a way they were they were the big article articles were saying, "Oh, Kevin Spacey comes out as gay." That was like the headline, but really yeah. the, it in the story it mentions, "Oh yeah, by the way, he molested children." Like that should be the headline. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not yeah. that he's gay. Um, yeah, no, it's it's absurd. Uh, okay, let's talk about news we care about. Well, we care about this, but uh, it's it's just it's just been so uh, tremendously much the the last weeks. Uh, I mean, it's been Trump. it's been that way for a while. Yes. I think we overlooked the fact that there was Bill Cosby. There was uh, was yeah, Seville, the guy from it. BBC or whatever his name was, Tilly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that. Yeah, he Jimmy Savile. Savile. The, the yeah, Jimmy Savile. one that seems to have. Kicked Trunches. it all off for people coming through yeah. and saying that. I mean, that took till after he died before anybody would say anything. Because yeah. he was seen as such a hero. <clears throat> and now people such. seem to realise that you can you can talk about it and people are starting to listen. Especially yeah. the police, because the police never used to. Uh, hey, Donald Trump uh, maybe did, did something smart this week. He said that... Uh, Scientology should lose its uh, tax-exam status. Uh, we totally agree on another digital citizen that every religion should use their tax-exam to the status, but especially Scientology. Yes, because it isn't. It's a cult. And it's what the hell? Cult. How and are it's we a agreeing with Trump? This is weird. Yeah. This is going to be a first. I thought the reasoning behind uh, um, him deciding that. Uh, I thought was interesting. I guess it was because of Leah Remini and her show, yeah. the TV show, Scientology and the yeah. Aftermath. Uh, One of my favorite TV shows. Somebody Which in the Trump brilliant. family mm. told her that the Trumps, like Donald Trump and his family had seen the show and that was the reason they were all about getting mm-hmm. rid of the tax exempt statuses because they maybe 
maybe they didn't have a concept of Scientology as much before they saw the show, and then they were like, wow, this is messed up. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is a little weird because they're not going to say, oh, we need to get rid of Christian churches' tax-exempt status because it's the oh. Trumps, but... But no, I, good, I'm, I'm good. I'm Scientology is going to hopefully take another hit because this, yeah. um, as you say, Leah Remini, Scientology in the aftermath. There's a lot of people having their eyes open to what Scientology have been doing and what they are still doing, and hopefully it can just stop people being sucked into it and you know losing their money, their homes, and their families. In other so, yeah, Donald, Trump did a positive thing. Yeah, Donald once. Trump did something good. Well, he hasn't Trump. actually done anything. This was all well, from a leaked, yeah. Yeah. a leaked note sent to Leah Remini from somebody in the Trump, uh, or with that talked to the Trump family, and uh, what did she say? She said, "This is going to get done in the next four years, or I'll die trying." So we'll see what what happens in the next three years here. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, in other Donald Trump news, or uh, I would rather say Donald Trump Jr. news. Baby Trump. Had, uh, yeah, <laughs> Junior Trump. <laughs> the small Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like the Duplo that, version. That, that, like Duplo's, that, yeah. <laughs> the Duplo version of Trump. Um, uh, Donald Trump Jr. had uh, direct contact with WikiLeaks during the campaign. What? A shock. We are so shocked about this news. Kelsey, please. <laughs> so surprised. Uh, this is from NPR.org. Uh, during the 2016 presidential uh, campaign, Donald Trump was in direct contact with WikiLeaks at the same time as mushcraking. What's mushcraking? Then raking right. the muck. Muckrakers. Muck it, it's a old term for a a uh, a group of journalists that would get together and pull up dirt on politicians. Ah, okay. Was published uh, hacked emails from the Democratic official that proved damaging to the Clinton campaign, according to several major publications. Following the reports, Donald Trump uh, acknowledgement uh, that the contract in a tweet detailing one of the exchange with a radical transparency organization. Um, yeah, he released some of the the chain of messages between himself, Donald Trump, Trump Jr. and WikiLeaks, but he's also not included all of them. They don't follow on properly from each other. They've been sort of bits cut out and things oh no that's all of it oh, is it's it? just that he didn't so if you read these tweets here's the thing it it originally came out in the atlantic and they kind of if you read it out of the atlantic or you read like the uh whatever was put into that article they kind of they cut in what they want where donald trump jr tweeted out the exact message chain that he kind of uh screen capped and it's a bit different than what the Atlantic said, but at the same time, it's a little—it's still weird. But you, mm -hmm. if, if you read it, to me, I guess, what do you guys when you did you read the tweets or the Donald Trump Jr. Mm -hmm. tweet? Yeah. What did what did you think of this? Of like the 
Oh, if you go down to it, if halfway down the article, it's Donald Trump Jr. Twitter. You can click on it, and it, you'll go into yeah. the actual thing. Uh, yep. It starts out. Here's my entire chain of messaging with WikiLeaks with my uh, whopping, whooping three res- uh, responses. Which one uh, of the con- uh, central committees has chosen to? selectively leak how ironically <laughs> right so the reason we found out about this is this was given to the uh the group that's doing the investigation on the russia uh collusion and somehow this got leaked to the atlantic and to the press um <clears throat> it wasn't completely leaked and that's why trump jr put this out on his own twitter uh to, it seems like he's trying to correct the record, but at the same time, it doesn't help a whole lot because if you mm-hmm. read this the way people are reading it, if okay, if you read it in the mindset that WikiLeaks was working with Russia, then then it could be something you could read it as something nefarious. But yeah. if you read it as a news organization trying to get information from somebody that's working in a political campaign, then it looks yep. like a news organization trying to get information from somebody in a political campaign. Um, it looks like absolutely shit nothing. I mean, it's, that's hard to say. That's the whole thing. Is It's hard to... Uh, the one there it, is... it looks very much like WikiLeaks, uh, hey, here's some, a little bit of information, just so you know, and if you guys mention this... That'd be uh, really good because it will. And the thing about trying to make them look like they're not biased by letting them. Well, um, yeah, but it, the, the part the tax w- right exactly. Things. People read that as oh, they're trying to work with them to make the tax, oh. uh, to make the tax, uh, uh, releasing the tax returns from them would make it look like they're unbiased, and then therefore would help Donald Trump. But if that's only if you're reading it as if they're trying to help Donald Trump. If you read it as a, a news organization that's trying to get a hold of the tax returns so that they can release them as a news organization, uh, yeah, it's them trying to trick him into getting the tax returns. That's what it looks like to mm. me. Is they're kind of trying to trick him into doing things, and he at one at certain point, like he says, he responds a few times, but then the last page is all all them sending stuff and him not responding. And all of that, it almost seems like they're trolling him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I read his tweets. This is absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. The American media went apeshit over this, though. Because they automatically assume that WikiLeaks is working with Russia. Because that to them, yeah. that's already confirmed. Even though it's not. Oh, yeah, in yeah, any yeah. way whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, so, you know, the leader of WikiLeaks lives in Russia. Oh, that isn't the leader of WikiLeaks, you say? Oh, I thought that was the leader of WikiLeaks. Isn't that the man that controls WikiLeaks that lives in Russia? Oh, it isn't. Right. So, it it's all dependent on where how you look at this, how it how it how it looks. Uh, if you look at it as a news organization trying to get information for their news uh, site. That's one thing, but if you look at it as some type of Russian collusion, which hasn't been proven, then you're going to see something else. So this really is like, 
some kind of strange... It's strange that somebody would leak it specifically at this moment. Is I guess is my yeah. point. Uh, yeah. Like we said, this bizarre. was leaked from the U.S. government to the to the U.S. media. That's where it came from. So, a twelve-year-old girl in Colorado is suing Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Attorney General General Jeff Sessions. That was a hard word to say. Uh, over uh, what the lawsuit claims to be unconditional federal probation on medical marijuana. Right. Unconstitutional federal prohibition on medical yeah, marijuana. Yeah. That's okay. Thank you for, re- for reading it correctly. Alexis Portel, Portel uh, who uses a strain of cannabis oil called Hele Hope. Hele Hope? Hey, Haley's. Haley's. Oh, yeah. Haley's. Oh, okay. To keep seizures at bay, told uh, Fox 31 in Denver that she hoped the lawsuit will at least normalize medical marijuana. Her best hope, uh, she said, that will legalize it nationwide. A 12-year-old girl, what kudos this girl should have. Holy fuck, I'm impressed. Well, definitely, and she's you know she's fighting for her right to have the medicine that she needs to live a normal is... life is what it is. Yeah. She's fighting oh. to live a normal life uh, yeah. because she has seizures and it's a little girl. How are they going to say no to that? How do you say no yeah. to a twelve-year-old girl who has seizures? But I was going to say she's probably got the so. best bet that out of any other age of humans. I think twelve-year-old. Yeah. You know, she's still. She's still a child, but she's old enough to know what she's saying. And, yeah, with any luck. Because this is... I've always said that it's ridiculous how they've legalised it or decriminalised it or whatever at state levels. But then at federal levels, it's still illegal and you can still get arrested and things. It doesn't... Yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, it's part of the American system of checks and yeah, balances. which doesn't make any sense. States' rights. It, it It's so that... We don't have a dictatorship, <laughs> basically, because yeah. if, if the federal law was it, oh, Trump, if it trumped state law, then we could have a dictatorship, whereas <laughs> in America, we can't because trumped. Right. Exactly. Mm. Uh, we can't really have that now because states can override federal law with their own laws. Uh, it's part of America. It's kind of what makes some of uh, American law um good, I guess, is the, the checks and balance is one of the most important things about American society, so uh, I just think it's interesting that she's saying this, and you know that because these crazy Republican uh, Christians are gonna go, oh, well, you know, she that's just, she has seizures because God uh, hated her or something. That's what they're gonna say. It's not, it, it, she doesn't need that, because if God wanted to fix her, he'd fix her. That's what they'll probably say. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> uh, the one thing that really got me in this article is that I didn't know this. I knew marijuana was classified as a sort of high-up drug, but mm. I didn't know that it's considered more dangerous than fentanyl. Uh, it's on the same is... schedule. They're on the same level. Oh, It says here that it's schedule one the same as heroin and considered more dangerous than substances like cocaine methamphetamine and fentanyl 
And fentanyl's the one that's been killing lots and lots of heroin addicts. Oh, right, okay. So it's yeah. like yeah, that's 50 million times stronger than heroin that, you know, yeah. they're probably just talking we've got about serious problems with. It as far as like it's actually uh considered a medical uh drug whereas marijuana is not. Like that that makes sense, I guess, yeah. Right, okay. Let's let's skip over to the next news. We have a lot of news to go through. <coughs> uh Norway <laughs> receives uh the first F- 35 fetter <laughs> Norway receives its first F35 fighter jet. That was hard to say in one word. Norway it's been on an Friday evening was... of that. Yeah, it's going to be an evening of that. That's correct. Uh, Norway on Friday received the first of three uh, of the uh, 40 F35 fighter jets. It's just ordered from the Lockheed Martin as a part of as efforts to beef up its air force. Norway is the fourth country after the United States, Israel, and Italy to receive the planes. And how do you feel so, about this as a resident Norwegian? As a resident Norwegian that doesn't like... Uh, it's a complete uh, pacifist. <laughs> that is, a, is a pacifist. Uh, as a pacifist, no, I, I, I think it's silly that we use so much money on on air and on combat air uh, aircrafts. Like we're using sixty-seven point nine billion fucking dollars. It's like Norwegian it's, dollars, it's, right? Is that in Norway? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, eight point six three billion US dollars. Yeah. Still, you know, billions, and Bill you'll have yen. fifty-two aeroplanes, fifty-two Bill fighter planes. Yen. No, I'm, I'm, I'm against this. Of course, I am. It's not only the planes. Then you got to train, train the people. You got to pay for that. You got to. Yeah. It even says this includes simulators, training, weapons, equipment. Like you got to yeah. have the equipment for the planes. You got to have the bombs for the planes. Yeah. Which means if you got the planes, now you're stuck in this loop where you have to keep buying the bombs. For the planes, if mm-hmm. you use the bombs, and yeah. if the, we're selling you the planes from Lockheed Martin here in America, I would mm-hmm. guess you're going to get involved in Syria sooner than later. And that's, I was going to yep. say yeah. Russia and Syria and everything that's going on, especially because uh, there's a big yeah. Russian issue, isn't there? Yeah, because Russia could be kicking Russian off when you when all the uh, American troops yeah. were being sent over to to store them nicely in Norway. And yeah. now, oh, they're getting some fighter jets now. Not right. for anything. It's I'm... just to help safe passage of stuff. <laughs> I'm sure the Russians are looking yeah, at this going, yeah. wait, what? Now you're adding fighter what? jets? You seriously <laughs> yeah. are not trying to set up a military on our border. You're trying to tell me, okay, this is, looks like it to me as a Russian, but okay. Hey, 60,000 join far-right march on Poland's Independence Day. 60,000? Now, come on, Poland, you should know that Nazism is bad. What? You would think they would know about this. <laughs> yeah, of the, you know, the, the one place Poland. that you would have thought. That's what I Poland. thought when I first saw this article. I was like, wait, Poland? <laughs> of all places yeah. it could possibly be. Like, yeah. Germany first would be the place. one other place I would be like, this is probably, yeah. right, like, but Poland, really. Yeah, no, Poland, Jesus. 
The march became the largest Independence Day event in recent years, overshadowing official state events. Yay! And their government has come out and news. said uh, they've uh, said that they were against this, uh, the, you know, the government of Poland, and that this just happened. You know, there were other demons, like there were other Independence Day celebrations, but this was the largest one, and it wasn't organized by any state-run uh, thing or anything like that. A lot of them were also from other countries that came to Poland to to do this. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, far writers from everywhere going over because this is going to be a big. Well, they knew it was going to be a big thing. And this but is it... definitely racist. There's no denying yeah. that oh. there's racist stuff. Oh, here. it is racist. It's this... super racist. And we said fair, far Poland right, but it's really quite it's a racist. racist. Yeah, they're anti-Semitic and um, yeah. like they want a white. I'm saying they. They have people have been quoted in this group of people that. Were doing the march thing um that they want a white europe and you know get rid of islam get rid of jewelry <laughs> which i don't think i've ever heard that uh, yeah I, I, I think they made that up but whatever. yeah um i want to remove jewelry from power and this over it is shocking over, but i also did already know that yeah. poland has an inkling for being quite racist just yeah. from the the Polish people that live over here, you know, there's a lot of hate crimes and things, as well as the hate crimes that are happening from British people to Polish people because they've moved over here. Polish people have also been attacking uh, Muslim people and black people and all manner of other kind of people. Mm. It's just there's there's racist bloody everywhere. <laughs> this yeah. is just crazy though, because number one, it's in Poland. Number two, how many people there that actually there were in this march. And yeah, just that this yeah. is, like, a growing thing around the world that, like... Like, what... I think Fro said this last year. What fucking decade are we in right now? Because yeah. it's starting to feel like the 40s. Definitely. It's feeling more and more as the 40s as we come come to it. We have a crazy Hitler guy standing close to us in fucking America. It's not that fucking far away. Oh, and America! Yes. Right, Trump. Yeah, and and Russia's oh. quite scary as well. Russia is scary. Talking about Russia and then Theresa North Korea, did, by the way, and yeah. North Korea, yes, and North Korea. Theresa May also talked about Russia this week. Yeah, tell her she, she did uh, interfering to... them uh, in the election and fake news. Yay! Yes. It's almost like um, she ha she has the same campaign manager as Hillary Clinton. Oh wait, she did have the same. Campaign. Oh wait, she does. <laughs> <Hillary Clinton. Yeah. laughs> How surprising! What a surprise! But yeah, basically, she's um, <clears throat> said at I think it's a meeting of the with the mayor of the city of London, which is what we were talking about a few weeks ago. The ones that are in charge of all the money essentially in the world right mm -hmm. um that you mean the guy the in the giant gold chair with the giant gold necklace that guy yeah <laughs> all yeah. of our mayors wear things like that even the mayor of hinkley has a big gold the chair, chair like is that. ridiculous. ridiculous it's ugly yeah as hell it's, too. it's a throne <laughs> they've given him a throne um but yeah basically we know what russia's been up to and they've been um trying to weaponize information and do 
fake news. They've got their own bots that have been online trying to put fake news out and confuse everybody. And we know what they're doing and it's not going to work, even though it kind of has been working because people read stuff on Facebook and go, oh, that's true, instantly. Mm-hmm. You know what I Everything see when I read Facebook this article? I, I read, Jeremy Corbyn wins, it was Russia's fault. That's what I read when I, like, I, I don't, yeah. like, that's all I read here. Is this, they're setting up for an excuse for when Jeremy Corbyn wins. Uh, yep. That's what I see happening here. But, I mean, there is a, a, a level, I mean, th- you can't deny there is a level of Russia involvement, but this whole idea mm-hmm. that, that is new in my mind of weaponizing information is the dumbest concept in the world. Because the only... The idea of weaponizing information is you're assuming that the people who are... They're weaponizing it against are too stupid to understand what's real and what's fake. So anybody yeah. who says weaponizing it's, it's information... at most. Anybody who says weaponizing information like Theresa May or Hillary Clinton or anybody else, they just think you're dumb. That's the way I look at it. Is they assume yeah. you're too stupid to know the difference between what's real and what's fake. Yeah. Hey, talking about uh, having problems to seeing what's real and what's fake. Uh, a man claims to recall vivid details from his past life. That's not news. Oh, it's on Mars. <laughs> a Russian man who could talk. Uh, just month after his burn, claims he lived on Mars. Mars, and experts are puzzled. A Russian yeah, this man is who could... crazy. Yeah, yeah. Borisikiva Papirinievich. That's his name. Boriska. Uh, his... Oriska Kiprovivanovich, something like that, yes. Who is now 21 years, uh, says he lived on Mars because before a war breakout and all lay life on Mars was destroyed. He claims he was reborn on Earth. His parents are buying it into it too. They claim that since he was able to speak, which was just a month after he was born, he seemed to always have a profound knowledge of cosmos and alien civilization, despite never being introduced to such topics. Oh, yeah. this is so funny. There's a video of him when he was 11, um, drawing the planets and things on a whiteboard and being asked questions of, you know, where he's seen the planets and things like that and he's also mm-hmm. claimed that the nuclear war wiped out much of mars's civilization and those who survived moved underground which is why the scientists have never discovered evidence of life on the red planet so that's that sorted we know we now know where the martians are they're all underground over there right i've heard this it's funny because i've heard the same story from other people and it, it is true that mars does have a radioactive surface which some people claim is because of a nuclear war at some point in history. Um, well, just its proximity to the sun and lack of an ozone layer. Well, it's a certain kind of radiation that they say can oh, only be it? caused by a nuclear blast. Uh, this is all just speculation or whatever, but the fact that what? this kid it's came up with it when he, 
the fact that this kid came up with it when he was so young without any kind of prompting is the most interesting part, but you got to take this with a grain of salt because of the news articles it came from. This was like the most relevant one was an Australian newspaper. Uh, the other ones I got, I saw it came from uh, the Daily Mail and the Sun. And <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's basically come from the internet and places the have internet. picked it up and done little articles on it. I think we need to test his um, theory on the Great Sphinx of Giza. So apparently mm. he says there's a mechanism behind the Great Sphinx's ear that will unlock the monument and change life on Earth. We can either check yep. that or check underground on Mars. It must be and the then entrance. We'll know whether he's telling the truth or not. It probably is the entrance to that uh, big hole in the in the hole. Uh, yeah, that we talked about. That oh, we talked about big... last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the pyramid. <laughs> hey. Maybe. Uh, did you vote? Not long time ago. I did. I uh, we had a vote or a midterm election for different places here in America. I only had one little thing to vote on, and it was just a renewal of funding for um, a renewal for funding for police and uh, prisons in the area. That was the only thing, and I voted yes on it because it was a renewal of something we already had, and what we already have is working. So I said, fine, I'll vote for it. But that was the only thing I had to vote on, so. And you didn't vote that long time ago, Tiller. It feels and like I forever didn't... ago. <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't vote that long time ago. And Trun is going to tell the truth about Democrats that needs to vote. This is Trun where Trun tells the truth. I've been angry for the last few segments. I've been raging against people I'm angry at, and... A lot of you Americans have been feeling the tough love, both liberals and conservatives, especially liberals, because I'm frustrated over their lack of brain and willing to do something with the current situation. But I saw it in the elections in the United States now, so I have to honor you. You did a good job. You did what you always should do. I said in many Trontos the truth, you went out and voted. Yes. Most best election was that a trans gender person won over the bathroom bill asshole. That was good. But not only. A lesbian woman made mayor. A single mom (laughs) become mayor. Well, this is a little, but it was much more too. And that showed me is it time now to get a head out your ass? It's like I always said that conservative vote in every election and you don't. How could it be that you more peop most people in the United States are for gun control? They believe in climate change and so on and so on, but they're still losing on every issue there is. Conservatives never have to be in majority because they can run things to hell anyway. Let me show some number. Did you know that the Nazi party at the time that it did elections in Germany never had more than 35%. That means that 65% didn't do anything. Think about those numbers. That's a lot. That means most people didn't give a fuck and didn't vote it. So the people who was eager and wanted psychotic bullshit change, they did. That is the situation in America too. The few elections last week showed that there are possible to go another path. 
I don't care if they're Green Party candidates, independent candidates or anything. Just go and vote. And don't excuse yourself. If you believe in change, if you believe in progressive views, say it and stand for it. Because people not always listen to the issues. They want people who don't excuse themselves every second second said, No, but 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 I I'm a little bit conservative too. No, you're not. You're progressive. You think us in Scandinavia are cool and say so and say so with a big smile. And when you call it communist, tell them to shut the fuck up. This is what John with this week's Tolstoy Truth. Next time I'm going back and be more angry than ever. And you know why? Because it's soon Christmas, you goddamn losers, motherfuckers. Have a nice day. That was uh, Trump telling the truth about Democrats needing to vote. Uh, I think Republicans need to vote that well. So, everybody votes. Uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com or as Tilly says it. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook group and it's open. And free to go in and out and in and out. Did you, you guys see whatever you want? Did you guys see the article I posted up there yesterday? The most ridiculous, yes. hor- like horrible propaganda article you've ever seen. Yeah, oh, I don't think I, I did. I yeah, go ahead and check it out, and then do some research on the Brookings Institute, which this article was created by, which is a government think tank that works on promoting war and other things. There. The Brook. Yeah. They the sound Brooking lovely. Is, if if you want to do like the whole internet rabbit hole where you go down the internet rabbit hole, Brooking Institute is like you. I went down the rabbit hole last night. So. <laughs> uh, do we have any emails? Uh, no, we do not. Oh, well, it's time for Frost Weekly Soda Advent Calendar review and stuff. Episode three. And we have the most generic-looking Christmas soda so far, wouldn't you say so? It's got the most normal-looking Santa on it. Right, it's a very yeah. generic Santa. And it's made by Norgesgruppen, Norwegian group. And we had really problem finding out who actually made this soda. Because it's not on the list of... Normal, like if you there is if you if you look up Jules Bruce, you'll find a Wikipedia page for it, and mm-hmm. there's a whole list of the brands, and this one is not on the brand. And this list. is not. Yeah. So. Oh holy shit! That smells awful. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I found interesting from the Wikipedia page that I didn't know it can be strawberry or raspberry. Uh, yeah. I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this. Oh, this. Which is... one is this one? This is so synthetic. This smells a mix. This, this smells like perfume. Mm. Oh like Jesus! Raspberry like, perfume. Do you know? <laughs> like, like, let, let me make a picture in your mind. You see this old, or a really old lady, like ninety-seven, ninety-eight years old. You go into her room. And she's, like, perfumed herself with the most awful strawberry uh, uh, slash uh, raspberry perfume in the world. That is how fucking awful and atrociously strong 
This smells like. Huh. Okay. This nice. looks like a, it looks like a very bright red, like artificially colored, fl- uh, color of red, as far as I can tell from the picture Fro sent me. But apparently, mm-hmm. these it can range all the way to like a pale brown color. Uh, yeah, like like we had last week. Right. Exactly. So this is this looks a very artificial oh. color. But it, but it smells so incredibly strong. And it, it smells so extremely like perfume that I really, really don't want to taste this stuff. <laughs> it, like, it, it smells like strawberry slash... Uh, uh, what did you say? Raspberry? Raspberry, raspberry, raspberry yeah. So, it smells like raspberry soap. Mm, that doesn't sound good. Jesus. No. Oh. Okay. The way you're describing it makes it sound like the Cheeky Girls perfume that came out. Okay. Let's that was ridiculous. I'm looking it up right now. Apparently Coca-Cola. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> oh, fucking God. Does it taste like perfume <laughs> or sick? <laughs> <laughs> Does it that, taste like that soap? Is that is the most atrocious thing I have ever tasted in my fucking life. Am I really taking one more sip of this? <laughs> oh, I feel a bit like we're on God. Fear Factor. This is this is. It, it tastes like. Oh 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 oh. oh. Wait, now that you look, can, now look at Santa on the on the bottle. Is he, does it look like he's saying, with his eyes? I don't know. Do you really want it? <laughs> it just Merry Christmas, like, you filthy animal. It tastes like soap. Oh, so it tastes like it smells. It tastes this like soap. This is the most. That's this gross. is the most atrocious. Look, this is. I can't drink anymore. <laughs> I, I have to find... Sorry, we have to stop the fucking podcast because I have to find something else to drink. Because that smell... That taste is the most atrocious... How is it possible to have that much filthy soap taste in a soda? Are you sure soap you haven't taste? accidentally bought like the washing up liquid... <clears throat> Or like laundry detergent version. <laughs> Maybe they clean the bottles. <laughs> when they clean the bottles, it didn't get all the soap out. Who knows? That's crazy, That's though. Just secretly this made by is, palm olive. This is like the most. I, I don't. I, I don't even know what to say. No wonder it's not I'm on like... the list of of brands that are normally doing it. Obviously, it's not one of the top ones. Oh. It sounds terrible. Yeah, maybe it's the first go. It is. Oh, I have that aftertaste in my mouth still. And it's like I'm burping now, and what's coming up is soap taste. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like bu- bu- soap bubbles coming out of your mouth, like, <laughs> oh. R- like an R-gang uh, show. For- maybe this is what you give the to the naughty children. One of the most children. things I ever tasted in my life. So if you have naughty children in Norway and they swear lots, 
make them drink this because it will wash their mouth out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish we could do like scratch and sniff oh. with these. <laughs> this is so like, how is it possible to make something? This is the first like the first Christmas soda. I'm going to be honest. I gave it one, right? I actually did drink that up. I actually drank the rest of it. Oh, the first, well, the first one. one. Okay, yeah. The first one, yeah. This is going down the drains. And Maybe I've it'll clean out your two... drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've taken two sips out of it. And I, I, I literally wouldn't serve this to Donald Trump. I don't <laughs> wish him that that bad. Wow, that's a bad. This is getting a zero. This is getting a zero. Wow, this is the okay. first time I'm giving a zero. I We're... like nobody, nobody, literally nobody buy this in Norway. Right, and Never. what's the name of the? Uh, company that produces this, Yo, uh, Unil, 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 yeah. This is oh, okay. you could maybe use to... it. You know, if you were doing like a a roulette kind of game with drinks, you could have all the nice Christmas I, sodas and then I literally have to have something else to drink. Because all right, you go get something to drink. Oh. Me and Tilly will fill while you grab something to drink. So apparently, Coca-Cola <laughs> makes their own Yule's Bruce drink. So I wonder if we're going to get Fro to uh, get the Coca-Cola version, which I think would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Do you hear that happen. sound? Listen to this. This is me turning the Christmas soda into the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Itch from the King Blues, and you're listening to Another Digital Citizen. We have a, we're going to do a bonus one since this was so atrociously. I have the light Christmas soda from Hamad Lillehammer Birgiri that we tasted last week. Oh, right. Christmas that light. Gave... It's basically yeah, the I same gave... soda except it's light. So let, yeah. we're assuming it's probably going to taste the same. This probably won't be as long as a normal review, but go ahead, bro. No. Uh, oh. This taste uh, smells even less than the, uh, the normal one. Right, because it's light. <laughs> because it's light, it smells less. <laughs> but it, it's this literally. I have actually problems smelling anything. <sighs> no, Maybe that's what they mean by light. It's just light on the taste. Light on the smell. Yeah. Like okay, I uh, I can see uh, bubbles coming up to the end of it, but I can't smell anything. Like literally, I think I can smell uh, a little like sweet, sweet uh, aroma, but nothing distinctive. Okay, let's take a sip. Oh Jesus Christ, that was. Atrociously much better than the last one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. Um, Hamar and Lila Hamar was my favorite uh, with five points so far last week. Um, 
this doesn't really taste anything either. I wouldn't say that um, it tastes awful or anything, but it, uh, there was much more aroma in the one with the sugar. Sure, yeah. And I suppose you have just had one that was pretty much perfume. Yeah. That might have dulled your senses a bit. Right. A little, yeah. but... Um, I can, I can taste that it's trying to be somewhat the sugar version of the other soda, but it's trying to. It's like yeah. it's 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 uh it's kind of like uh, if you tasted the Coca Cola and a Pepsi, you can taste the difference between a Pepsi and a cola. Yeah. But you can taste the difference with most light versions of things, can't you? Yeah, sure. and, yeah. There's, and there's a reason the original ingredients are the original ingredients. I'm not going to give this uh, higher than a three. All right. This is getting a three out of six. It's not a great Christmas soda week for Fro. No. Boo. But everything was better than that fucking shit. <laughs> shit soda. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, have you seen anything on TV this week, Dylan? Yes. There's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant new program started on ITV. It's called Gone to Pot, the American Road Trip. And it's got a lot of um, seniors, I'll call them, from um, British TV. People like Linda Robson from Birds of a Feather, Pam St. Clement, who plays Pat Butcher from EastEnders. Um, John Fashionu, who was a footballer and in Gladiators. Um, Christopher Biggins, who I don't quite know what he does. Something to do with theatre, but everybody knows Biggins. And Bobby George, who was the British darts champion. All of them are um, older, let's say. I think they're all... I think they're all over 60. John Fashnew might be the, a bit younger. He's definitely the youngest. But they basically, they all suffer with um, some kind of physical ailment, whether it's, um, you know, arthritis or Bobby George broke his back and um, he's lost a few toes. And ever since then, like, his mobility has not been great. Um, and they've basically gone over to America, started off in San Francisco. Um, they're traveling on a psychedelic bus and they're trying legal marijuana. And legal marijuana products mm. to see if it helps them with their conditions so oh. that they can stop taking all their tablets. And to also discuss whether it should be legalised over here for medicinal use. And it's brilliant. Because John Fashionu's very, very health conscious. And obviously being a professional footballer and then being on gladiators, he was always very much like, you, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't touch any kind of drugs. They had drug tests every three days. So he's quite scared of it all. Well, just um, tell him he doesn't have to smoke in America. You can just get edibles and then you get rid yeah. of the whole problem. But, but yeah. he does, even in the first episode, he ends up trying um, some of, they go to lots of different places as they're coming down, go from San Francisco to L.A. Um, but they go and see this Italian woman who's in her 90s She's called no Nonna Marijuana. Nonna Marijuana? Yeah. Nonna really? Mar Marijuana, yeah. She bakes yeah. and cooks with marijuana, like um, cannabis butter. 
and she makes a big meal for them and there's stuff that hasn't got any marijuana in it, stuff that has, so they can pick and choose. And John Fashnu doesn't have any of the main that's got any of the um, marijuana in it, but he does have a little bit of the marijuana-infused um, ice cream. So that's sort of... Mm. It's him starting to break down the fear a bit of it. Um Oh. But it's absolutely hilarious because Christopher Biggins and Bobby George just see the food and they fill their bellies and they fill their bellies with the marijuana stuff and both of them pull whiteys in the bus on their way to their um, hotel. Mm. It's it's brilliant. Cause if, you, if you know who Christopher Biggins is, he's a very camp little old man, essentially. Yes, a very camp. Right, he was on Big Brother at one point, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's him. Imagine him after he's just eaten a shed load of edibles. It's brilliant. He goes oh, into what? this sort of... Well, he can't talk. And he's just sort of sat there and they're trying to talk to him and he's he's responding, he's nodding and putting his thumbs up and things, but he can't can't make his mouth work. <laughs> so but they realise that there is the watch. thing. Hmm? What else? Um... Leah Remini, Scientology in the Aftermath. Yep. Which we Still spoke really about good. earlier. Uh, the last episode of this season of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Yeah. So um, fucking good. Yeah. Same with the Jim Jeffries show. Really good this week. Yeah. Um, Blue Planet 2 is now onto mm-hmm. Coral Reefs, which is brilliant. Uh, QI is amazing, as per. And Red Dwarf Season 12 had its last episode this week. Yes, it did. So lots of telly. Lots of telling. But definitely In... everybody watch Gone to Pot. <laughs> yes. I'm definitely going to see that. Especially watching I... Pat Butcher smoking a joint. Sorry, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, I watched uh, Gunpowder, the first like the three episodes of it. Uh, I tried to, at least. I watched one episode. Uh, I didn't like it. I, oh. I actually thought it was Really a shitty shitty. Really? Uh, bad show. Yeah, I didn't huh. like it. The torture what? scenes and all the ah. stuff. Oh, but they're uh, so historically accurate, though. Yeah. No, That's what I they didn't did. Like it. I did not like it at all. Oh, you wouldn't uh, last long in the medieval times. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, then I watched uh, And Then There Will Were None. Uh, also a British show. Um three episodes of that. I'm trying to learn more British. Uh, I've also downloaded Broadchurch, but I haven't started watching that yet. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, Louis Theroux talking to anorexia. That's good. Really, really uplifting. It was actually uplifting. Uh, I think. Such, yeah. Didn't you think so? Not really. I mean, it's not a very uplifting subject. Well, the subject is awful, but I, I, I think we saw some girls there that was actually uh, trying, trying to get rid of it, especially one of the ladies. Yeah. yeah. It's just so hard. It is really hard. That's what she said. Uh, what have you watched, Look. Uh, uh, Storage Wars, which is a show in America, is back. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I still watch it, but it, I think it's on, like, 
season like 11 or 12. It, it's been on forever, and it has a completely different cast than when it started, basically. But it's a mind, totally mindless show that you can watch while you're doing other things. So I've been watching that. And one thing that I thought Tilly would mention, but somehow didn't, um, season three of Detectorists started last oh, week yes. on Wednesday. Second episode is tonight. Actually, it probably, had already, or it probably already aired tonight. But episode two will be tonight. Detectorists, of course, about two guys who do um, metal detecting in England and they're kind of search for things and they have to battle other uh, metal detecting people. And this one, they set up for a very cool, um, a cool find because they always kind of set up for what they're going to find in. Uh, yeah. in the in the field and this one it seems like they're setting up for something a, a bit different from the last two series so excited for this uh, season three cool uh then we go into the main topic the nemesis sun theory that's hard <laughs> to say according to luke um <laughs> the nemen 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 Fantastic girlfriend. She was helping me today uh, reading that article because holy fuck, that article was really hard to read. Uh, I was reading an article at uh, space.com. Uh, was it about very this. sciencey? There's a lot, was, of articles, a lot of things that are really, really, really too technical. Really, really sciencey. Most of the yeah, really technical stuff is stuff that's trying to disprove it. And in that way, I'm yeah. kind of like, okay. Uh, I'll just kind of skip over that because I'm assuming that it's somewhat fake or somewhat not real to begin with. So yeah, yeah. No, she 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 helped me reading through the article, and when I had any uh, problems with uh, words, she explained me the words. So that's yeah, very thank, helpful. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So let's go into it. Uh. Luke, what is the Nemesis star, star theory? Well, it's a theory. <clears throat> sorry, it's a theory Sun about theory. a hypothetical red dwarf or brown dwarf. Mm-hmm. Originally uh, postulated in 1984 uh, to be orbiting the sun uh, at a distance of 1.5 light years, meaning it it has a much wider. Uh, circle around the sun than any of the planets uh, any of our plan- planets obviously and the it's idea elliptical here... as well isn't it apparently uh well yeah uh the orbit yeah and the idea here is that when it comes towards the sun to make its closest path uh through our solar system uh it passes through what's called the Oort cloud which is a cloud of uh asteroid belt or part of the asteroid belt sorry and it sends asteroids throughout the uh, galaxy and this is uh, an idea of what caused the mass extinction uh, over time uh, and including the dinosaurs uh, the asteroid that hit the earth that killed all the dinosaurs so that's kind of the Mm. easy explanation yeah yeah. It's supposed to be the, the sister of our son. Because apparently when sons are born, they're twins. What I read yeah, is se- 70 to 80% of stars in the universe 
that we've seen have a second or even third uh, sister or son. Uh, so not every star in, 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 the, in the universe, but 80% is pretty high. Yeah. I really want to go, sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> Killing all the dinosaurs. <laughs> Can't think of another line for it. Uh, but yeah, but uh, this this is a really interesting theory because it has been more or less, um, according to NASA, even a theory they have believed in up to 2011. Yeah, so well, they've been looking for it, haven't they? Because yeah. you can't really disprove it until they can try and see it. Right. And there's but, lots but of it, reasons it, why they wouldn't be able to see it. But there, it's 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 been interesting that, uh, uh, and I've read up on this uh, a lot today uh, about how 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 close uh, and how this has been a working theory for so many years, even though in the 80s and things like that that we'll talk about, they've tried for so long to look for this nemesis. Yeah, and in all different kinds of ways as well. Uh, Yeah. That's one, from what I've read, uh, the reason they think it's a red dwarf Specifically, most I think that's what most people think it is, is because you wouldn't be able to see that with a telescope or the naked eye, or uh, you would only be able to see it with infrared. And then you, the only way you'd be able to see it is you'd have to find it. And this has such a gigantic path through the galaxy that it would be really, you would have to get really lucky to see it uh, way out there. Yeah, and it'd have so, to be not behind things as well. Right. So, uh, like uh, Luke, Luke said, uh, Nemesis is a hypothetical uh, red dwarf or brown dwarf originally postulated in 1984 to uh, be orbiting the sun at the distance about 95 AU or 1.5 light years, somewhat beyond the Oort cloud to explain uh, the perceived cycle of mass extension in the geological record which seemed to occur more often at intervals of 26 million years. So the idea here is that this has an elliptical orbit of 26 million years. So every 26 million years this thing comes back into our uh, into, uh, I guess, view... It, it passes through the Oort cloud every 26 million years, is yeah. a good way to put mm-hmm. it. which sends asteroids over and causes a mass extinction. And I guess what they've been... What I saw, it was kind of a... It was a... Uh, what, ge- uh, National Geographic documentary, actually, mm-hmm. from last year. And they were saying that if this is true, we're... From the last uh, mass extinction is about 11 million years a little over yes. 11 so we're still in theory still in... we're not even halfway to it coming back no. but yeah and uh <laughs> as 2012 over 18,000 brown dwarfs were identified but 
that is actually fewer brown dwarfs in our cosmic neighborhood than previously thought. Rather than one star for every brown dwarf, there may be as many as six stars for every brown dwarf. The majority of the solar type stars are single. The uh, perceived ID stated half or perhaps most cellular systems were binary, trinary, or multiple star system associated with clusters of star rather than single star system that tend to be seen more often on the sky. Right, and I guess uh, at least um, in other galaxies that have binary star systems where there's more than one sun, uh, it'll have the second sun would also have a lot of the time will have other planets uh, going around it. So in theory, this second sun in our solar system could have other planets uh, orbiting it when it passes through our galaxy, uh, which some people in a conspiracy theory type way believe that one of the planets around it, if there was a planet around it, could be the so-called planet X, which is another theory of this 26 million year uh, cycle of mass extinctions with some people think there's a planet nine or a planet X, which may be causing it as well. That's yep. the evil planet X. that's going to destroy us all. Right. Wasn't that going to destroy us this year? Uh, we talked about it last year. We did a whole thing on planet X, uh, at one point. Uh, but this well, theory is kind of like, it? it's a combination like planet X, maybe around that sun and let's say there's some kind of advanced civilization living on planet X, and it's just waiting for that sun to pass through the Oort cloud so that once it gets through, it can uh, travel to Earth, which I guess makes sense in a way. Right. <laughs> in a way. Right, in a, you got to believe that there's yeah. an, another sun and another planet with aliens on it kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, we do. And there's been many times they've been out uh, out in the space looking for this nemesis. In the 1980s, 1997 to 2001. And they have had a flight in 2011 that we will talk a little more about. And uh, every time they have file, uh, failed to discover this um, uh, nemesis, but... Uh, using more powerful infrared telescope technology which was able to detect brown dwarfs as cool as 150 Kelvin uh, out of a distance of 10 light years from the sun. That's pretty uh, pretty big. The wide, wide field infrared survey explorer or VICE survey not uh, detected uh, a nemesis in 2011. And this 2011 is going to be uh, somewhat important when we go through this, so uh, that's an important year. But uh, let's talk a little about the development of the hypothesis. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty... It's pretty um, 
it's pretty interesting how everything uh, uh, came through. Uh, we're talking of two teams of astronomers. Daniel B. White. Well, you got to start uh, before you start there. You, uh, there was a. Th it originated with the theory by these two guys, Roop and Spakowski. Uh, mm -hmm. They originally theorized the idea of the 26 million year uh, periodic mass extinctions, which they found th using geological record uh, of, I, th I believe it was equestrian mammals. Is that what it said? Uh, fossil families of marine vertebrates, invertebrates, uh, marine and protozoans. Vertebrates, um, so marine they identified life. 12 extinction events over the time period in question because they looked over the last 250 million years. And there right. was an average time interval between them, uh, which was 26 million years, right? Yeah. So an average, which, you know, it's not, not going to be direct, but I guess in 2010, the data was re-examined, and they said, it, a different group said it was 27 million years, uh, right. which I guess could change the way this is, this, uh, this is set up. To me, that doesn't change much, but to these scientists, apparently... No. A million years is, I mean, a million years is a lot, but yeah. So yeah, that's, it is a lot. That's but... where it started, is this whole idea that there is a periodic uh, timetable for mass extinction. And then mm -hmm. we go into the development of the actual nemesis hypothesis. So go ahead, Frog. Right. Uh, and uh, it's two teams of astronomers, Daniel P. Uh, Whitemeyer and Albert A. Jackson, the fourth. fourth. Oh. The fourth. <laughs> the fourth of the Albert A. Jacksons. Yep. And Mark Davis, Pete Hoot, and Richard A. Muller independently published similar hypothesis to the Rupp uh, Sarkovsky extinction periodicity in the same issue of the journal Nature. This hypothesis pro weird. proposed. Sorry? That's a bit weird that they. Two different teams independently Definitely. published the same or well, similar hypothesis Definitely. in the same paper. Yeah. In the same, in the same issue, paper, right? Yeah. I, I guess it was just a big deal that yeah. people were trying issue, to explain yeah. at the time. That, that would make sense, though. Yeah. And this uh, hypothesis proposed that the sun uh, had an undetected companion star, and you have no fucking clue how long uh, Margaret had to. Uh, teach me how to say companion. Uh, <laughs> companion star uh, in comets visiting the honor, inner solar system uh, with concurrential increase of impact events on Earth. They became known as the Nemesis or the Death Star Hypothesis. I like the Death if... Star Hypothesis. It's very Yeah, Star Wars. I think the one Death of those star, yeah. teams was a Star Wars fan. The other right. one had just been to yeah. Alton Towers. <laughs> yeah. If it does exist, the excite ex ex sorry <laughs> the exist nature of the nemesis is uncertain. Merwiller suggested that most likely an object as a red dwarf with apparent magnitude between seven and twelve, while uh, Daniel P. Whitemeyer and Albert A. Jackson argued for a brown dwarf. If it 
if a red dwarf, uh, uh, it would exist in star catalogs, but uh, it would not only be confirmed by measuring its paraplex. Due to orbiting the sun, it would have a low proper motion and would escape detection by older proper motion surveys. They have found stars like the nine magnitude Bernard star. The proper motion of Bernard star was detected in 1916. And Muller expects Nemesis to be discovered by the time parable survey reached its 10 magnitude. No idea what it, the Ooh, parallax, what's a parallax survey. Yeah. Parallax, uh, it's the distortion when you look at something from an angle. Is parallel. Uh, oh, right, okay. Muller referring to the date as recent extension at 11 million years before the present day proceeds that the nemesis has a semi-major axis of about 1.5 light years and suggested that it's located near Hydra, based on a uh, hypothetical orbit derived from its original aphelion of a number of eight typical long periods. Comets that deserve uh, describe an uh, orbital arc meeting the specification of the Miller hypothesis. I thought that See what we mean about sciencey wording, right? Totally. <laughs> I don't know what an aphelion is, <laughs> and no. also I've I've never been to Hydra. I don't know where that is. Uh, isn't that from uh, yeah. uh, GI Joe? Uh, Adventures. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Thought it was GI Joe. <laughs> Richard Muller must uh, recent paper relevant to the Nemesis theory was published in two thousand and two. Oh, here we go. Aphelion is the farthest point of a body's direct orbit around the sun. So it's just saying this ah. is the farthest uh, thing from the sun. Yeah. Okay. okay. In 2012, uh, Mueller speculated that the nemesis was perturbed. Ooh. Perturbed. Perturbed. Oh, good word. 40 million years ago, by passing stars of, uh, from a Circular orbit within X and what? Eccentricity. <laughs> Into an orbit with an eccentricity of 0 0.7. We have no idea what that means. Nope. Well, I know no. what being eccentric means, but <laughs> an eccentricity of 0 0.7 doesn't seem that eccentric. I guess a orbital eccentricity, It pro it's because it, the way it does its elliptical orbit, that is the orbital eccentricity. Eccentricity, whereas we have a more circular. I mean, all planets go in an elliptical type orbit. It, no, none of them go in a perfectly circular, but this one goes way out and then comes back in pretty close. That's what yeah. it's saying by eccentricity. But yeah. But I'm going to skip uh, the whole like uh, Sedina thing because that's not really. That's just talking about uh, Planet X, Planet Nine. Yes, is what it's talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but searches for the Nemesis infrared uh, is important because polar stars 
uh, shines more brightly in infrared light, of course. And the University of California Lutcher's Observatory failed to discover the nemesis by 1986. The infrared astronomical uh, satellite, E-I-R-A-S, uh, failed to discover the nemesis in the 1980s, and the two-mass astronomical survey, which ran from 2010 to, no, sorry, 1997 to 2001, failed to detect the star or brown dwarf in the solar system. If the nemesis existed, it may be detected by pond stars or the planet LSST astro Astronomical Survey. I love that you have the one that also has dyslexia and it's Norwegian to read us. <laughs> well, I can't find yeah. where you are, otherwise I'd be helping. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we are it. on the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. we are we're done. But uh, yeah, they, they, they looked for it. But then we come to what I think is the most important thing. And it's uh, down here. Calculation in the 1980s suggested that the Nemesis object may have irregular orbits uh, due to uh, protrusions from the galaxy and passing stars. The Merlot and Bamwich work shows that the extremely regular signal inconsistent in, in with the expectations of irregularities is in such orbit. Those while supporting the ex extension periodically, it appears that the innocent with uh, the inner Inconsistency with the Nemesis hypothesis, thought of uh, course not inconsistent with other kinds of su uh, uh, of soup substellar ob objects. Yeah, yeah. According to 2011, and here it comes. According to a 2011 NASA news release, recent. Scientific analysts no longer support the idea of extension on Earth happen at regular repeating intervals, and thus the nemesis hypothesis is no longer needed. That's right, so NASA is saying uh, that they don't believe in... Uh, what were the guys' names? Uh, Rupp and Spakowski's theory of in, in, inter, uh, 26 million year intervals of mass extinction. So NASA, this is one of the reasons why if you go online, you go to YouTube, you look up Nemesis Star or something like that, you're going to see a lot of videos about NASA is covering up that we have a second sun. A lot of videos out there about that. Na NASA, it's a big cover-up to keep people in the dark about... Well, some of them say it's because, like I said, there's a planet surrounding this that has aliens that the government knows about, so they're covering this whole thing up to keep people from knowing there's aliens. There's a whole lot of theories on why NASA would cover this up, but uh, why that's do what I, people say. Why do I want to sing Black Hole Sun? Won't <laughs> you come? Right? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, all, this, 
all the time we're talking about this. I, oh, that's the only uh, song coming to my mind. Just a bit of sound garden in your ear holes. Yeah, a little love sound gardener. <laughs> but and uh, make sure, it's... people, if you look at the, if you're looking this up, look for Nemesis Sun theory. Otherwise, you end up at the Alton Towers theme park website watching the Nemesis roller coaster. Totally different yeah. things, not sure. connected. Okay. But I just kept, especially being over in the UK, everything was just linking me back to. Did you mean Nemesis at Alton Towers? <laughs> no, I've been on that. It's nothing to do with this. <laughs> I kept finding a band I think called Nemesis Theory. I think there's a band that's called <laughs> that. And uh, they, uh-huh. if you go on YouTube, you'll just look up Nemesis Theory. You get a lot of their songs. So yeah, you got to l- really be specific when you look this up. But uh, I'm a little. I, I I will go last. But what are your thoughts about this? Is it bullshit? Is it plausible? What is it, Luke? I think it's plausible, uh, especially considering that they looked for it for so long. Uh, I mean, that they didn't find it is strange, but there's so it's so vast and so uh, there's so much of it, and the fact that eighty percent of other stars have a sister star. That's a little, mm-hmm. like, mm, the possibility goes, like, the likelihood goes up for me when I hear that. Um, it would explain other uh, other things that have happened in our solar system, uh, like our moon. Why do we have a moon? A lot of people believe that it's because of an asteroid smashing into Earth, uh, causing a part of our Earth to spin off and create the moon. Um, yeah. And that would explain, I mean, it would explain that. It would explain the extinction of uh, the dinosaurs and other extinctions that have happened over time. Mm -hmm. So it does explain a lot of things that aren't explained. Like, growing up, I was always taught, you know, a a giant asteroid hit the Earth, killed the dinosaurs. But you you never really think, well, where the hell did that asteroid come from? Yeah. Right. So this kind of explains that. And in that way... I would say I I'm at like a sixty percent that believe this is true, so I would say above uh, fifty, but still a little skeptical because I, there's just not enough proof. But I would say I would give this I I would give it credence. Credence, okay. Uh, does it have a clear water and does it have a revival? <laughs> it will have a revival in like. Uh, you see what I did there? Yes, I see what you did. It's going to have a revival in 15 Little million years. There. 15 million years <laughs> will be the revival. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Tilly, how much do you believe in this in percentage? Well, percentage? I'm, I'm along the same lines as Luke, where like if they 60? if they turned around and said tomorrow that they found it, I wouldn't yeah. be majorly, majorly shocked, if you know what I mean, because right. it does, it explains a lot of things. But then in the same context things that explain a lot of things tend not to be real because they're just too convenient uh, but yeah, yeah probably... but, o- but you have Occam's razor you know the simplest solution is always the, the correct answer which yeah. is yeah. this the simplest solution in this scenario that uh, I don't know I don't know if it's the simplest but it seems like the most simple to me why else would asteroids just randomly fly out of the Oort belt doesn't make yeah. sense Luke, it, Luke don't you know it's it. always the butler that's true. Yeah. Except for in the movie Clue, where it's not the butler. Um, 
I'm going to be the grumpy goose uh, in our conversation, it seems like. Uh, I think this is likable around maybe 40%. Ah, so you're swinging yeah. slightly the other way. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm a little underneath. Uh, I read upon it. It seems like a... They they have looked for infrared uh, clues to this and can't find it, and everybody else uh, that has a twin star or twin uh, have uh, infrared uh, lines through it, and they they can't find that for the sun. So I think I'm down at forty percent. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, interesting thing. If you go, I think just go to Grumpy. Google Image Search and look up uh, two suns, yeah. and like two suns pictures. Uh, go to Google Image Search. There's a whole other conspiracy theory based off of this. That's like that there are actually two suns right now in our galaxy, and sometimes you can see them, and people have taken pictures of them, and they believe that there's an actual second sun. Yeah. It's, that part's what? kind of... Yeah, go ahead and look it up. There's a lot um, of them. Um, get it on Google right now. <laughs> Don't you know? Black Hole Sun, want to come? I want to take away my tears. It's yeah. Walk Away the Rain, actually. Because it's from... Oh. Because Soundgarden was from Seattle. Walk Away the... Yeah, it's raining here right now in Oregon, so I, I totally understand what they're saying in that song right now. Black Hole Sun. Okay, anyway... Uh, have you seen a movie this week, Tilly? Of course you haven't. No. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> have you seen a movie this week, Luke? Uh, yeah, I saw Okaja. Okja. 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 <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. when I, I saw so the trailer good. and I was kind of like, oh, this looks kind of like a cheesy kids movie that's yeah, kind of no, 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 no. political, no, no, no. like kind of a stupid political movie. But it's really well done. Yeah. It still had its stupid parts. Uh, the mm -hmm. main bad guy, I'm kind of like, did they need to put these silly teeth on her? Like, yeah, I don't know why know. they needed that. It kind of made it I a jokey thing. Um, but overall, uh, the reason I watched it is because I, I was looking up Oh, what are some of the best movies from this year? Since we're getting towards the end of the mm. year here, uh, and it was in—I saw multiple lists of like the top twenty, top twenty-five movies of two thousand seventeen, and it was in all those lists. So a lot of people thought this was one I of the best it. movies of the year, and I would—I yeah. would have to say I agree so far from what I've seen. So yeah. I would recommend it's it really to anybody, good. and it's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, go check it out. Uh, it's very Ooh. political, very it political, is really political. But it has how, a lot of good. How is it spelled? O k a j a. Okay. Uh, it has a lot of really good actors in it uh, and yep. actresses in it that you wouldn't ex that I didn't expect to be in it. Like the whole crew. Of, there's a crew of um, animal activists, and they're all really famous actors. So. Yeah. Hmm. A really good movie. Yep. I saw Murder on the Orient Express this week. Okay. Too. Wow. Yeah. Blast from the past. Blast Has it been remade? Yes. Oh, it's been remade. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's with Johnny Depp, and uh, it's a 2017 version. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, it was really, really, really good. I uh, I really liked it. I think it's uh, it's it was really, really interesting. I really liked it. Uh, I give it five out of six, or eight out of ten. Oh, cool! I think that was yeah. one of the ones that I saw in a few of the lists that I was looking at too. That a lot of people thought that was one of the best movies of the year. I've got a little I, I list really of like what I think are going to be the best movies of the year. I'm going to be watching a bunch of them over the next few weeks to try to catch up on this year of movies. So, yeah, cool uh, things. It's it's getting nearer to that point where we're going to make our list of the best best movies of the year. Yeah, I think we're like let's see, one, two, three, four. We're a month away from doing that. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and then we have our best shows of the year and worst shows. And, and then right after New Year's, then we'll be doing shows we're looking forward to and movies we're looking forward to of 2018. Yeah. So it's coming up yeah. soon. New Year's, yeah. God, yeah. this year's gone so quick. It is this year. Crazy. This year has been crazy quick. Uh. We are going to watch a movie trailer for the Oscar-nominated movie Daddy's Home 2. We got a big surprise. A trampoline? It's Marky Mark. It's Marky Mark. It's quite a lot like Mac out of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. That was kind of like that with the hair slicked back like that. My dad is going to scoff at everything you do. Your father it's like you expect him to have a ponytail when you see the back of his head, but there's no ponytail. Yeah. yeah. Why would you slick it back like that? Yeah. He didn't. Wife beating an anti-Semite in this movie, apparently. I'm not the driver. I'm Brad. Stepdad, my dad's coming too. Oh, John Lithgow. I do love John Lithgow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ew. That was weird. Code Yeah. Everything is rock solid between me and Brad here. In fact, best friends. Really? Brad, thank you. Stop it. I'm good. Because we're boys. Don't get the whole girls thing. Here's the game plan. Did you expect it to be sensible? Uh to be honest, I haven't seen Daddy's Home One, to be honest. Well, we did watch the we watched the original trailer uh, the trailer from the original last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. But I haven't seen it. Apparently it was good enough or uh, cheap enough to make to make a second one. One or the other. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that would never happen to you with a chainsaw, but whatever. No. Oh, John Cena. Also, that's where John Cena's kids are. He doesn't have any kids. Yeah, he does. Because you can't see him. You gonna pump fake that thing all night? You gonna take a shot, Brad? Huh? He's never played sports ever. What? What? Maybe it's stuck. Will Ferrell is still funny. Yeah. I mean, his stick is the same thing in every movie, but it's still funny. 
So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie about, Luke? A father and stepfather, Dusty and Brad, join forces to make Christmas time perfect for their children. The newfound partnership get, uh, soon gets put to the test when Dusty's old-school macho dad and Brad's gentle father arrive to turn uh, the holiday upside down. So, yeah. I'm not really sure where John Cena fits in here, but... He's one of the kids' dads. Uh, I think John Lithgow and Mel Gibson are the two uh, other ones. Hmm. Yeah, no, but John Cena's one of the, the children's dads. Yeah, okay. Not the grown-ups' so, dads. So there's five dads in this daddy's home. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, turn daddy's the two upside down. Daddy's electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. uh, where did you steal your review from Tilly I got mine from Rotten Tomatoes yeah and this is probably one of the most offensive reviews I've ever seen but okay. he's being offensive in a this movie's quite offensive sort of way not in a he's being oh. offensive I think oh okay I was like are you sure you <laughs> want to read that yeah okay <laughs> This is OPD, and he's giving it half a star. I said, do you hate Jews and hope your girlfriend would just smile and blow you? Maybe you hope she gets raped by a pack of N-star-star G-E-Rs. If so, this film's for you. Yep, Mel Gibson reference. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I did not do the ratings. I forgot to do those. But when you said Rotten Tomatoes, oh, yeah, it reminded me. Yeah, I forgot the ratings. I think yeah. it's really low on Rotten Tomatoes, isn't it? Yeah. It's right, 16%. 16%, yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. So the difference is, like, yeah. massive. It's like they're not even yeah. close to each other. Yeah. Uh, Luke, you stole yours from a Facebook group, I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, oh. There was a few people talking about this, and it seemed like most people on their page were um, were happy to have another movie. Like they they liked the original. They were happy. There's a second one. They're excited to see it. That was a lot of what I saw on there. But uh, I got two little short ones. One's good. One's bad. I got one from uh, Christine Sierra, which is a uh, she says this was so much fun. I loved it. Mark will Mel. Lithgow and Zena were golden together. I can't wait to watch this movie again and again. So that might not that might be oh. a bot just putting things on their page. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I got another one from Jennifer Knox who says, "Sorry you guys lined up with that anti-Semitic piece piece of human garbage. You would have uh, this would have been a nice family movie to see this weekend." Uh, and then below that. Christina Sierra, who I just, the one that I just said, she replies mm-hmm. to Jennifer Knox and says, in all capitals, this movie was awesome! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to read our favorite uh, reviewer, Epic Lady Sponge the Adventure. Yay. Yay. And she gave it one and a half star, and she says, just in case you thought Daddy's Home was going to be a standalone installment, Daddy's Home come home. Daddy's Home 
to suddenly exist for no apparent reason whatsoever. And ironically, results in the movie that's actual tagline is, are you still thinking that is home? From the uh, film's uh, predecessor, which is some useless dad versus stepdad battle to the death, somewhat formed into a, a theor theoretical movie about the crew who worked on the previous film, uh, said so, or do you not want to give up so bad because you can't? Yeah, a lot of negative reviews, but not surprising with the 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, so. Yeah. Yeah. If you go and you look at the poster for this film, you have like all the people uh, from the film in it. There's, pro there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, is that right? Nine or ten people on the poster. And only people yeah. it mentions are the four... Uh, Dads, John Cena's on the poster and he's not mentioned. Like his name isn't mentioned <laughs> on the poster. So, oh uh, yeah, because you can't see him. That's true. <laughs> he is doing like the. If you look at the poster, he's in the pose where like he throws his hat into the crowd. You know when he does his entrance, he's in the yeah. pose where he's about to throw his hat into the crowd. But Survivor Series, or if. Raw is not going to win Survivor Series. I'm going to laugh really, really loud. <laughs> Speaking of John Cena, right, he's in this as Talking well. Talking about John Cena, yes. So let's go through this really quick. Uh, everybody ready with their picks? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with the pre-show. Apparently this is going to be a two-hour pre-show. Uh, mm -hmm. So I would not be surprised if we get another match in here. But yeah, I was going to say, with one match, what? Yeah. <laughs> They just made it a two-hour pre-show, so they probably will yep. add it during the show. But I'm only going to probably watch the hour before it anyways, uh, just because. What? That first hour never matters. Uh, no. But anyways, uh, pre-show match anyways, yes. that we have now, Enzo Amore versus Kalisto for the Cruiserweight Championship. I've got Enzo. Mm -hmm. Hello? Uh, I'll say Kalisto. Not that I think it will change, but... It's a nice different one to uh, Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm going to say Enzo. Yeah, didn't the last... Enzo Amore. On the ra last Raw pay-per-view, didn't they change the title? And then change the title back yeah. again? Okay, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be Enzo. Uh, next, let's go uh, Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Pl Flair. Uh, Non-title champion versus champion, sorry. Uh, I will go first and say that I think Mrs. Flair will take this for SmackDown. I also said Flair. I'll go Bliss then. Okay. Uh, the one thing about this whole pay-per-view is these things don't matter in the bigger scheme of things. Nope. <laughs> no, not Dolph, not fucking matter. Welcome to the pay-per-view where none fucking match matter. 
Except for the Cruiserweight Championship is the only match that actually yeah, could, and that could is do on the and that's in the pre-show. That's on the pre-show. Yeah, that's on the pre-show. Yay! All right, next we got our six-man inter-brand tag team match of the Shield versus the New Day. Yeah, I'm going to go to say the Shield. Says the Shield. Tilly, what are you doing next? Since I uh, I was gonna go the Shield as well. I was also gonna go the Shield. I'll 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 stay the same. That one seems pretty obvious. Okay. So Shield. Uh, next non-title champion versus champion interbrand singles match: Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Really? You have it's this? gotta be Brock. No? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Brock. they're booking the the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men's matches like the big match of the card. So. No. That's what they're booking it as, bro. Oh. No, 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 no. I want to see this match. This is the match I want to see. Right. Totally. It's a lot better than it would have been AJ with gender. Win, but... <laughs> yeah, oh god. Ugh. Uh, ugh. I'm glad we don't have to see that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Luke? I'm going Lesnar. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, everybody thinks it's Lesnar. Yeah. I might go AJ then if you two are going Lesnar. <laughs> That's fine. Because we've been the same on the shield. All right, next, let's do... I tell you what, I oh. will change on the shield, just because... You're going for the New Day now? Yeah, let's go for the New Day, just for the... All right, I think AJ has a better chance of winning than the New Day does, but that's fine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, tag team uh, interbrand uh, match. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. I actually have the Usos winning. Here. I have the Usos as well. Okay. Well, that's good, because I have Cesaro and Sheamus. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, next, we have the women's 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series match. Uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. We'll just keep it at that. With SmackDown, one person to be announced. And do we want to guess who that is, as well as, like, a, an extra? Fro, what do you, th what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we all have the much. same guess, don't we? Yeah. What as to who it uh, is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's gonna—it's pretty obvious it's gonna be Paige, but it could be somebody else. Yeah. yeah they could yeah, also I, stick Natty in it because it would have been Natty against Alexa if Charlotte hadn't have won. Right. No. I think they would have just already Paige. announced that if it was yeah, if it was. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's Paige. Yeah. Which but, I'll still be, uh, I'll still totally mark out when she comes out, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's going to make me start super, watching wrestling again. Super nice. Yeah, it's super nice to see that page is back again. Um, I really don't care, his answer. I said <laughs> Raw, is what I said. No, it says Raw. Okay, well, so I say SmackDown. Because I yeah, think Paige is going to come out and win. I think I'm going with Tilly on this. Alright, I think you guys might be right, but I'm going to go with Raw anyways. The thing about Raw is we got Asuka in there as well, and Asuka losing yeah, is not really good. So it's like, a, it's yeah. like that's a real toss-up. So I think if Paige does show up, you guys will be right. If it's Natty, I'll be right. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and our final match, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, men's traditional 5-on-5 five -five yeah. Survivor Series match. 
Team There's Raw. another one as well as this one. This isn't the last one. Oh, I skipped over that one. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing... you missed the Miz. And well, we'll do Bo that. Versus... We'll do that next. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying Team Raw because no fucking way they are going to have a storyline where uh, he loses uh, his who job. Oh, Kurt Angle, right? Kurt Angle, yeah. Right, that's the stipulation: is he might lose his job. But I said yeah. SmackDown um, because I think the storyline is is he is he is that he's going to lose his job. Is that's... I don't think so. I'm saying SmackDown as well. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. I'm really surprised that I'm alone on this. Uh, well, I didn't know about the stipulation, but then also... Here's a be... weird weird idea. What if he come, he yeah. gets fired as general manager, but Kurt comes back as a wrestler, Fro? Oh, yeah. I would love that. Hmm. Uh, maybe for just a one-time thing at WrestleMania, but still, it would be Yeah, weird. one time, yeah. yeah. Alright, the one I skipped over, which I guess uh, is kind of one of the bigger matches because it's actually champion... For, uh, no, this is still not a championship match. Right, okay. Miz yeah. versus Baron Corbin for a non-title match. The mm -hmm. Miz has Curtis Axel and Blue Dallas coming down with him. Right. And Baron Corbin has, has his wolf with him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I need the Raw to win this, so I guess I will say... Uh, the Miz. The Miz, yeah. I said the Miz as well. Oh, that leaves me with Karen Boren. <laughs> Karen Boren, yeah, we yeah. have that as a joke in one of our our uh, podcast titles. Bloody Karen Boren. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, indeed. It'd be much hey, better if he came out uh, as Karen. The champion in West Coast Wrestling Connection and WCWC is Darren Corbin. And they've started. The crowd has started chanting, "Darren Boring," just like they the crowd crowded WWE chants for uh, Baron Boring. But yeah, <laughs> Mine Hunter episode four. A really, really fucking good episode, by the way. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was good. It was a little slow. And I was actually wrong last week when I thought it was the lady from the path. I totally thought it was the lady from the path, but it's not. I don't think okay. I recognized her. Do I we thought know she, this one's from? She's not from anything. I thought I totally 100% thought it was the lady from the path, and I, I was completely wrong. Just to get the record straight from last week. <laughs> okay. oh, I think I might be completely right from last week with who I thought this guy yeah, was. Yeah, actually you are. But we'll get into it with Fro's review. Yeah. So go ahead, Fro. Okay. Vichika, Kansas. Same creepy guy as the last episode. Uh, in a room, uh, checking windows and uh, so on. And this must be a killer. I put down because the mustache. Yes, because of the music. Dennis Raider. Yes, it it's is. Dennis Raider. It's the BTK killer. Which? As soon as it is. came up where it was, I was like, yes, it is. It is him. Ah. Which is it it's, serial killer. They don't actually mention it here, but. Uh, yeah. Last week you wouldn't have had any idea. Well, Tilly did because of the way he looks. But yeah. he worked in this. He was wearing the ADT uniform, and if you look up Dennis Rader, he worked for ADT. So it's very obvious this is the B BTK killer, like Tilly said. And so, he's in yeah. the um, place where he was sending their police station letters. 
Uh, was it Wichita, Kansas? Right. Yeah. A lady is there and uh, asks him to sell him the stickers that shows uh, that uh, they have protection without actually having it. And he says, no, I, I, I can't sell you those stickers. I found that kind of funny. <laughs> like this lady asking, yeah, can you sell me the stickers? That was without... actually a common thing. And I think nowadays you yeah. can buy them online, the fake stickers. Yeah. yeah. Same with the fake cameras yeah. and things. You just have the boxes outside and it looks like you've got a security system, but you haven't. Mm. Uh, and I lost my notes. Where did they go? Uh, there they were. Uh, intro. Uh, and we are in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, Bill and Holden comes out to their car. And uh, out of their car. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and uh, they are going to talk to Marty Drizzle, a man that killed five... Uh, women, and they are going to talk to him. It's actually Monty um, uh, Monty Rissell, not Marty Russell. Monty Rissell, which I guess is another actual uh, re another real killer. So I thought it what was Monty Drizzle. Okay. Anyway, uh, short and small, uh, scrunchy guy is Monty. And they are talking about uh, what they are doing there and why uh, he did what he did. He asks them uh, if they are trying to find a cure. <laughs> I, I was thinking that was kind of funny. That uh, they were like, eh, are you here to try to find a cure for what I did? <laughs> and he's asking for a soda. And I have a question about this soda. Uh, because it's a big red. Is there a soda? Is that a soda? Look. I, it, and I is think, it cinnamon? I know that it used to be uh, a soda. I'm not really sure if it's still being produced today. Uh, yeah, BigRed.com since 1937. Yeah, so is that a chewing gum as well? It's yes, but it's not. They're not by the same. I don't believe they're by the same brand. Uh, oh, okay, so it's not like a weird cinnamon soda. No, no, it's a. I believe it's a like a. Like a, a cherry or strawberry, something like that. It's an East Coast soda, so I've never actually had it, yeah. but I know it exists. So, okay, cool. Uh, Bill asks how he picked his women and uh, with them, and Monty uh, does not want to talk about it, but he wants this like big red, and he says that he doesn't want to talk to them, and. Bill is kind of tricking him into talking to them anyway. So uh, Monty starts to tell his uh, story. He tells that uh, how he got this girlfriend and she uh, worked a lot and uh, how he did in school uh, and uh, that he girl his girlfriend sends him this letter that he, he, she more or less literally want to break up with him to fuck other people. And yeah, she's going to clearly, college. Yeah, he's, she's going to college, and this is clearly a, a figure, uh, a trigger for, for him. And he takes a lot of drugs, and then I was like, 
I was thinking about what you said because it said only marijuana, and then he said, I did a lot of drugs. I was like, yeah, don't kill people because they smoke marijuana. Uh, and <laughs> he sees uh, this lady coming to uh, his apartment, this girl, and he had the idea of killing him like it came to him as a sneeze. I like that. And uh, tells uh, how he she fought against him, and how he raped and killed killed her. And she was a prostitute. Then there was this other woman, or other time, uh, and it was this blonde lady uh, that asked a lot of questions about him, and he just wanted to silence her. She tells him that she has cancer, and she and he lets uh, her her go because she tells him uh, that she has cancer. Right, it's, it's and, her dad that's got cancer, so he feels no. for her. No, she she told him that she had cancer. No, she says that her dad's got cancer, and then he says that his dad got, sure has got that? cancer as well. Yeah, because okay. that's why oh. he identified with her, because her, his dad died of cancer too. Oh, I okay. thought it was her that had the cancer. All right, I found something on Big Red here, something kind of interesting. Uh, mm. It tastes like bubble gum, apparently. Oh. It, it, right, uh, it's thought to be... Uh, uh, it's combination of orange and lemon oils... And it's a vanilla cream soda. It's like a cream soda that tastes like bubblegum, which is kind of weird. Here's the interesting part. In 2007, Big Red Limited was purchased by Gary Smith with the backing of Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. What the heck? In 2008, Dr. Pepper Snapple Group purchased a minority interest in Big Red. So Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, and Dr. Pepper own this. This is very strange. What? Okay, uh, Bill asks the wrong question, and Marty closes completely down, and he demands another Big Red. A lot of Big Red commercial in this episode. Well, Goldman Sachs have, commercial. Uh, <laughs> Goldman Sachs commercial, yeah. Then we have some car talk, and uh, suddenly they have this crash. And it's not really dramatic, but Holden seems really shocked. I thought it was a pretty bad then crash. The... I mean, yeah, like, it took me by surprise. When they when they show them after the crash, I'm like, wait, n- n- neither one of them has a single cut or like th- or, or holding their neck or anything. It's like they know they totally no sold this crash in wrestling terms, but yeah, yeah. Uh, then they are at this uh, bar. Uh, Holden talks to his. Uh, in his uh, in uh, a phone to his girlfriend, I'm guessing, and he says that Deborah says hi, and I was right, so I was happy about that. And uh, they talk about her coming down and driving them around or something. I was thinking this theory has a really strange view upon women, and she, wasn't she supposed to be this really independent? Kind of girl, and now she's like going to drive them around. Like, well, they don't have a car, she's... bro, because the car got smashed. I understand. So she's the girlfriend that's just trying to help him out. And she's yeah. also quite interested in what they're doing. Yeah. 
So they talk about the crash, and it seems like Bill has taken the crash pretty, pretty serious. And uh, uh, he's telling this story, really sweet story, about his he and his wife adopting a mute boy that uh, Bill feels a lot of guilt about not uh, talking. And it's clear that uh, Bill is trying to uh, tell Hayden something, but uh, Holden isn't really getting his point. Did you understand what the point of the story was? Uh, he was just saying, I mean, the en- the en- he- the way he ends it is he basically tells Holden, uh, I didn't see it coming. He's like right. the big, F- big tough uh, uh, FBI guy who, like, he in his mind, he can kind of do no wrong. And then when th- this happens, he realizes, like, there are things out there in the world that I can't predict, and it scares right. me. Yeah. Bill Holden and the female doctor is listening to the recordings of uh, Marty talking and how he picks out his women, how he picks out the girls after his girlfriend broke up with him. Right, and they're and back the at doctor... they're back in the basement at Quantico now. Is where they where they are. Right. Yeah. The doctor says that he, uh, she was disappointed that uh, the doctor says that he was disappointed that the girls didn't like it with him, and she she wants them to go full time again. I bet like she's trying to convince them to to do do this full time again, and they they kind of laugh laugh at her. Yeah, because they've had that. Um cop coming up and asking them to help him with help them there help him with the case hasn't he mm. and she's like how are you going to do why are you doing that when you right. should be concentrating on talking to the murderers right uh bill tries to hug his kid and you see that the kid is not willing to do that at all oh right I felt we're so at bad. bill's house now we're no longer in quantico yeah. now they're like they've left and what Holden is picking up? Is Holden picking up Bill at his house? Is that where we're yeah, at? Holden yeah, Holden is picking up Bill at his house, and you see the kid not you know, hugging Bill, and I felt so bad about it. And then they go to Marty again, and he gets his big red because they are taking it with them, and uh, they start talking about his mom. And he crushes this, like, big red can when they ask about her. Uh, He had a BB gun as a young kid. And uh, Hank, his mom's girlfriend, uh, boyfriend, sorry, beat him. And he talks about his childhood and he says, Nobody in the world wanted me. So that was clearly a trigger. Yeah, and how he he kept saying about how he wished um, it well, it would have all been different if he'd have been allowed to go and live with his dad. Right. right. Um, and then they have this car scene again, and uh, they talk about uh, how Marty thinks he's the wick victim of everything instead of being actually a killer. Right, he was the victim of circumstances, what he believes, right. Right. And we go to Altona, Pennsylvania. 
And we see this policeman wanting to talk to them after they had this teaching lesson. What is it with policemen that always wants to talk to them after <laughs> having this teaching lessons? Uh, I'm they like, do do that. Like they never really explain it, but in yeah. the scene, both uh, Holden and Bill are like, "Oh, let's get ready for it because it's going to happen again." Yeah. Like they're yeah, expecting yeah. Here it. Here he comes again. Yeah. yeah. But I guess and it's just because. They're introducing a new way of looking at things, and then the police right. go, oh, wow, maybe they can help me with this. I guess that's what it is. And we never got the policeman's name, so I don't have it down here. Uh, they are at this cafe, and they're showing uh, the murder of Beverly, and it's pretty... <clears throat> crude. Because it's gruesome, right. Her breasts were taken away and some her someone split her up from her from off, her v, v to her a <laughs> from her v to her a uh, with a knife and a policeman says that he hopes it's an outsider and then we get some gruesome details about her hair being sculpted. And uh, they talk about the process that the police used. And uh, they talk to the police and asks uh, uh, them not to focus on the crime scene, but focus on Beverly. And uh, Holden says that the killer will have probably uh, will probably kill him kill again, and he still uses the word like circle murder. Well, no, what's the sequence word he's killer. using? All sequence killer. Thank you. Uh, and uh, the police let the finance of this girl uh, leave, and Holden. And Bill clearly thinks this is so fucking moronic. Like, why did you let uh, one of the uh, main sub sub uh, sub uh, not suspects subject. suspects? Thank you. Uh, leave. So uh, Bill is taking pictures, and uh, they talk about who reported it, and everything's like that, and. Uh, then uh, w they they get the information that the welder phoned it in, and they go to talk to him. And uh, this is Mr. Mirand. Mirand. And the welder talks about how he uh, was taking his dog out, and he tells that he found the body, and he waited the whole night to report the body, because his wife clearly talked him into not going to the police. Oh, um, I thought it was the other way around, that his wife talked yeah. to him. His wife talked to him into going to the police, but he didn't want to because he thought that uh, they were going to pin it on him. Because he got previous. Right. And ah. the question they had was like, why are you walking your dog in a, in a junkyard? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, though. And he bought the victim a drink. But he didn't say anything, uh, didn't do anything uh, with him. 
And I in the, in the car now and uh, talks about how he doesn't fit profile, but he also does. And they go to talk to the welder's wife, and she says her husband uh, would not shut up about this girl. And I was thinking, is it her that killed her? I was thinking that too. Yeah, I was thinking it was possible Why? as well. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of the same thing. Uh, yeah. But that seemed a little too CSI in my mind. But it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the wife gives them an alibi, and they are leaving. Then they are talking to the doctor from uh, the last uh, episode. They're back in the basement. She does in, at Quantico. Uh, right? Yeah. And they uh, and she clearly says that. Uh, she doesn't like them going around solving crimes and that, that they need to focus ab about their work. And they talk about Marty and how he is thinking. They are talking about similarities and differences in the crimes between Marty and uh, the last killer. And uh, they go through uh, things in groups. Then... Uh, we suddenly see Holden and his girlfriend uh, in a bar. It's and... like a Chinese restaurant to me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're at the bar, eaters. but it looks like a Chinese restaurant for sure. Yeah, and she's trying to guess who the doctor is, and she gets it uh, incorrect every fucking time. <laughs> and they are talking about getting married. Ooh la la, omelette fromage. <laughs> and uh, then the doctor comes, and the doctor and the girlfriend ha has a lot of s similarities. Then we see the three musketeers, as I call them, Holden, Bill, and the doctor, going to the bus office. And they talk about the car and how uh, they got their instructions. And... Uh, the doctor has spilled the beans about the research to some important people, and uh, uh, instead of getting in trouble, uh, the boss surprises them that they got a shipload of money that right. they now yeah. can. Especially work in the seventies. Yeah. Didn't Jesus they say is... like she leaked it, and the guy was like. She, uh, these people know information that even you are not supposed to know about talking about Dr. Yeah. Carr. And then yeah. <laughs> says, I guess th what happened here is that when those people found out about it, then Congress found out. And when Congress found out, they went, wow, we really do need to do this research. And that's where the money came yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, then they go into the elevator and you see them going from really like down to smiling all of them, and you go to black. I like that very ending scene. It was very good. They're all they all look kind of It'll like uh, we're we're just hanging. We're like they don't look depressed or anything. They just look like very business esque. And then the doors close yeah. on the elevator, and they all get this little smirk on their face. Yeah, it was a very yeah. good. Yeah, because isn't it something like three hundred eighty thousand dollars that they've got now to work with? Right, they say the number, and then they say, and then there's also additional funding coming from this place, also. Yeah, like, there's 200,000 and then 180 from somewhere else. Oh, and in okay. the 70s, yeah. I mean, Jesus. 
Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Really good episode. I liked it. Again, this I'm episode really enjoying this series. A bit slow, yeah. like as far as like moving along the story, and this whole series definitely feels like uh, it's not meant to be watched one episode a week. It's like no, it's designed no. to no, be no, binge watched. It's, it's binge. Yeah. It's designed like it's, a movie. It's so hard not to just let it carry on playing on Netflix. Yep. I don't have a really huge problem difficult. with it, but I do feel like. Um, Sometimes when I get into the next episode, like when I start the this next week's episode, um, that I'm gonna like I have to remember. Oh, this is what happened. Uh, like I have to re put myself into the the show where other shows, uh, they'll have like a recap thing at the beginning, or they'll like yeah they have things that like remind you of what happened last episode in the episode. Where this, it's like it's designed to be binge watched. So, ah uh, yeah yeah I definitely think so. But it is a very good show so far. We are uh, getting to the end. Alright. Lucio. <laughs> Why am I changing the dialect? I don't know what e the end of what? What are we getting to the end of? Did I miss something? We are getting to the end of the episode. Oh, oh yes, uh, this show. Yeah, okay. So that must show. mean that we're about to transform ourselves into Nintendo, Nintendo Adventure Books featuring the Super Mario Brothers. Going Monster into the world up. of NES, yeah. Yes. And I will start. Let's head up for the hills. Mario says. He turns. What are you doing, Luigi? His brother is running around in circles and flapping his arms. Oh! He says, embarrassed. I forgot I wasn't wearing a flying suit. I was trying to take off. Brilliant train brain! Mario <laughs>, laughs. We left our uh, flywing gear in Broccoli. This is the only way up. It's by foot. He points to the tall hill beyond the circus. Up there, we'll have a view of the land around here. Luigi sighs. <sighs> Let's start climbing. The circus music has become faint and far away by the time they reach the hilltop. Why, the people at the circus look like ants from up here. The king exclaims, peering down. Your Majesty, those are ants! Toad turns the king around. There's uh, the circus! Mario cups his hands around his eyes and That's tries to see into funny. the distance. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's you, Frog. This is Mario. Uh, there's a bunch of pages flying in circles down the slope from us. He reports. No sign of the princess, though. What do you see, Luigi? Luigi shrugs. Just a big cloud in the distance. Hmm, that's funny. The cloud is moving against the wind. His moustache suddenly bristles. Wait a minute. That's not a cloud. It's a Koopa Paratroopa, and it's coming this way. The flying turtle is the largest Mario or Luigi has ever seen. It's even bigger than the huge Koopa paratroopers in Giant Land. 
this is a super Cooper paratrooper. <laughs> Someone is riding the super paratrooper. It's Lebby Cooper, and he's laughing like a loon. Come from Toad whispers, staring up at the flying monster. Every flap of its enormous wings brings the super paratrooper closer. On its back, Lemmy Cooper cackles with laughter. Multicoloured hair flops over his green forehead. Let's fight! cries Mario. Is it too late to hit the reset button? <laughs> asks Luigi. Maybe we can hide the king suggests. Unfortunately, the hilltop is bare and exposed. Well, what should we do? Mario says. Run! Screams everyone else. Mario takes off with the others close behind him. It's better follow Luigi and keep him out of trouble, he says to himself. Hmm, is this not the fruit footprint from his size he chose? Or my size seven shoe. How do I know I'm on the right track? So now we have a puzzle to solve. Yeah. Mario is trying to follow Luigi, but he's having trouble finding the other plumber's footprints. Do you know where Luigi is going? Pick out his footprints and follow them to the next part of the adventure. Okay. So I, Luigi I think has the bigger landed feet. on the star. Yeah. Uh, I did not actually do this yet in my... <laughs> I didn't look at I've it. I've done it. Oh, okay. I've done it. I agree with Fro. Mm -hmm. think... Yeah. If you landed yeah. on the starter, it's page 36. If you landed on the mushroom, which he totally didn't. No, it, it didn't. looks like Mario went to the mushroom. Then we yeah. get to number 101. But yeah, 36. Going backwards! Okay. I wonder if that means we're going to get uh, our first item of this book is going to be maybe we're going to get star power. But we'll see, I guess. Ooh. 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 That's exciting. That is exciting. Do you have anything you want to plug there, Luki Buki? Uh, it's westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Go check out the TV show on YouTube. Uh, and uh, go watch a bunch of episodes. Help out YouTube wrestling. And utility without a willy. <laughs> mm -hmm. See what I did there? <laughs> I'd like to plug everybody that doesn't have a willy, but its name ends in illy. But wait, she's having a boy, so does that... Actually, yeah, I do have <laughs> yeah. a willy, it's just... Kind of. Yeah, you have a willy belly. inside your stomach, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, go and check out uh, my discussion about Survivor Series uh, with uh, Bill uh, on this week's... Uh, that wrestling show. Uh, also, uh, please go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Audibletrial slash... Uh, no, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Or as still as that. Audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Uh, next week, we will talk News of the week, as we always do, we will do Survivor Series results. We will have Mindhunter Episode 5. We will do another digital review of the movie that I'm going to see on Monday. 
Justice League, so uh, I've uh, just came out of the movie. Well, I haven't just came out of the movie, but you, you understand what I mean. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Justice League. Uh, the reviews doesn't look that good. Uh, we will do Mindhunter episode 5. Did I say that already? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but our main topic is another Digital Citizen's best person ever tournament. And I can already guess it's one of us three that will win. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> we're taking up because... three spots in the in the 12-person tournament. I, I don't think we're going to yeah. pick ourselves, but it's what? possible. I'm going to pick me. I'm the best person ever. It's not, yeah, it's not vain or anything. Yeah. No, no, no. Not vain at all. We are a little worried about this tournament. Uh, we talked about off the air that <laughs> we could pick the best person ever and then next, the, the week after next week, uh, they'll be uh, taken in for some child abuse or story. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. just some kind of rapey allegations. Right. So and, I'm probably uh, going to mostly. to do, like, Santa Claus or. Right, Jesus no, Christ or Jesus. Or no fake people. Yeah. Um, no fake people. Right. Uh, and. It's probably. I will probably pick all dead people. That way I won't have to worry about it. Anything yeah. weird happening, yeah. I have yeah. a lot of dead people on my list as well. But they can't be too dead, though. We can't talk like <laughs> two thousand years ago. Too dead. <laughs> but they can be dead, <laughs> but you know, not not legends. <laughs> they can't too be too dead. Uh, how do you be? Proof be of them. How do? How do you? How do you distinguish? He is just way too dead, dead today. Yeah. It's it's yeah. just too dead. Who cares about them? <laughs> Uh, okay. dead, and then there's, you know, dead, dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's, uh, he's too dead. <laughs> yeah, he is, Jesus Christ. He's two year two, two, 2017 years he's been dead. Uh, okay. From Norway, from the United Kingdom, and from the United States of America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. everybody. Goodbye, citizen.